Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we're in a chapter of this podcast talking about extensionality in type theory. Uh, before I get into that today, I have an exciting announcement, which is that I'm, I've created a Telegram group for, um, for discussions over topics of this podcast. So I put the link in the show notes, so you can just, I think if you follow that link, basically it's like sends a request to me to admit you to the group. And I'll just admit anybody, obviously, who'd like to participate. And then just feel free to ask whatever questions you want and discuss there. Um, some people in the past kindly offered to set up discords for me and stuff. And I, I was just dragging my feet and dragging my feet in because I, I just don't really use that that much and stuff. Uh, and then I realized, some, I mean, you do have a Telegram and I some other um, group that I'm part of uses Telegram for something. And I realized, hey, I could use that for this. So anyway, I hope um, if you're interested in talking more about these things that you will feel free to fire away on to to join that and fire away okay so anyway back to extensionality and type theory we're talking about observational type theory and we're talking about this one particular paper by Puget and Tabarot called observational quality now for good um uh and it's it's based on the title you know it's good to know is the title is is coming from um an earlier paper that introduced the idea of observational type theory called, um, well, let's see, observational equality now. And so this paper, observational equality now for good, is playing off of that title of that first paper. Um, and <clears throat> so I'm trying to I give a, some of the sense of some of the details of this paper. The, this is a 2022 paper in Popple, Principles of Programming Languages, um, the premier programming languages research conference and type theory papers are have definitely been you know appearing in popple and they also appear in other conference academic conferences like lix which stands for logic and computer science that's an ieee conference popple's an acm conference and um anyway so uh, i have been studying with my doctoral students this puget and tabarot paper now for uh on and off, <laughs> not like every day, morning to night, but on and off for several months. It's a pretty complex and rich paper, and it's building on a bunch of complex and rich work. And as we talked about last episode, uh, the basic idea for getting extensional, an extensional equality into type theory with, with this approach, this observational type theory approach, is that the equality type itself is going to, if you have an equality type, you know, just saying like, you know, x equals y. Well, first of all, in type theory, generally, when you have equality types, um, I'm saying equality types because in type theory, every formula um, is actually a type. And so if you want to have an equation, that equation would be turned into a type. Because under the Curry-Howder isomorphism, you express all the formulas you want to express are expressed as just as fancy types. So um, so you have equality types. So if you say x equals y, first of all, it's always, um, their equality type is going to be indexed by the type of the things that you're equating. So if x and y are natural numbers, then when you say x equals y, you're, you actually need to be, say x equals y at type nat or something like that. You know, usually it's just the equality predicate itself has an, a type argument, which is what are the types of the things you want to equate. So if you weren't using infix notation, you're using prefix notation, you'd really be saying something like equals nat x y. Like this equals 
operator is being applied to a type, NAT, and then to two things that have that type, X and Y. And observational type theory, the idea is that this equality type actually um, is equivalent in the type theory makes it equivalent, or in type theoretic terminology, it makes it convertible with, um, with other types based on this, the form of the index type. Okay, so, you know, I was saying like, EQ, you know, equals nat xy, let's call nat the index type for this equation. It's, the t it's what's indexing equality type constructor. And um, observational type theory says, well, depending on what that index type is, the equality type at that index is going to actually be convertible. It's going to transform into other stuff. So um, for simple examples, like um, let's say you want to talk about equality of pairs. So in observational type theory, what you would do is you'd say, um, if you say equals, and you have a pair type like A cross B, equals A cross B, the rules of the type theory will actually tell you that equals A cross B is in fact, like, so if you're saying that two pairs are equal, that, that equality type itself is actually equivalent to a pair of equality proofs for the, the components of the pairs. So, um, so let's say you have, just to try to make this concrete as we're just talking and there's no whiteboards or papers or anything, we're just, <laughs> it's just the power of the word. Um, you know, so let's say we have, we're trying to equate a pair of, uh, you equate, equate pairs consisting of a bool and a gnat, okay? So then if you say equals um, bool cross gnat, and then you have a couple of things, like let's say x and y again. So equal um, bool cross gnat x, y. Well, the type theory is going to say that type itself is not just a frozen value. It actually can reduce. It can actually simplify. Instead of being a single equality type indexed by a pair type, it's going to be a pair of equality types indexed by the component types of the pair type. So, <laughs> so this is kind of a mouthful. Um, and, you know, boy, this is only pairs, so it could get a lot worse than that. Um, so let me try one more time. So equals bool cross nat xy is going to be itself. That type expression is the type theory is going to say that is convertible or definitionally equal to um, saying um, equals bool x dot one y dot one and equals nat x dot two y dot two. So the type itself, the statement of equality actually changes based on this index type. Um, so that's for pairs. You know, for function types, to be like equals A arrow B. Like if you're trying to equate two functions, let's say F and G, that are of types A arrow B. Like takes in A as an inputs of type A, produces outputs of type B. So you say equals A arrow B F G. Um, that type expression itself, again, the, the type theory is going to say, oh, you wrote down that expression? That's cool. I know what that means. So it's like kind of reflecting some semantics into the syntax of the type theory. It's like what that means is that the functions, um, given an input of type A, they will produce equal outputs of type B. So um, actually, I don't quite remember whether they set it up to say, you know, if you're just using like logical relations sort of ideas, you would say, you probably want to say um, that type expression is equivalent to saying for all um, elements A and A prime that are equal at type A, 
f of a is equal to g of a prime at type b. And we've talked about this in other episodes of this podcast, like the sort of semantics of a function type as saying given inputs that are in the meaning of the domain part, like a, let's say, the function applied to the input will give you something that's in the meaning of the codomain part, like b. Um, so, uh, and so the setup for observational type theory in this Puget and Tabarot paper is that we have, um, we have this equality type. We have rules that specify these conversions between equal, you know, like this equality type is actually defined to be this other type, um, the, the, the kinds of the sort of the sort I was just describing. Um, now there's yet further batch of rules because given one of these, let's say you have a proof of one of these equality types, um, then, uh, the proof, it's actually this part, th there's details of this rich and complicated type theory that I still don't fully understand exactly, you know, kind of how it all fits together. But, um, so say you had a proof that two pairs are equal. Well, according to this, this sort of, um, internalized semantics that I was just saying for the equality of a pair type, that means you really have a pair of equality proofs. If you have a proof that two pairs are equal, but what really that, that proof itself has to consist of, uh, you know, a pair of proofs, a proof that the first components are equal at their type and the second components are equal at their type. So, um, but, so you'd sort of think if I have equality proofs, great, my, um, the, the, the behavior, since the equality type itself is convertible to these other forms, then I would know how to use an equality proof. Like, right, you want to know how do I prove something or how do, if I have a proof, how do I make use of a, such an assumption or a proof I already have? Um, you would think that just the definition of the equality type would kind of spell that all out for you. But this type theory has another construct, which is a cast. And so if you have a proof that... Um, uh, let's see, I lost the thread a sec. So if you have a term of type A and you have a proof that A equals B, uh, then you're going to be able to cast the term from having type A to having type B. And that cast will be present in the syntax because this is still church style type theory effectively. So anytime you have, you want to do something like any, anything you want to do to change a type has to be reflected in the term structure somehow. And so they have a construct called cast and that's letting you apply a proof of inequality. And again, I don't quite understand exactly why we need this because the um, equality type itself is, is sort of saying how we could use proofs of equalities. Um, anyway, something for further study, at least for me. Uh, but they do have this cast construct and the cast construct itself has some reduction rules, basically for saying, um, like, if you had proved that nat equals nat, and you're trying to cast zero, then that is just considered to be definitionally equal to zero. So they have a bunch of rules that say if you're just casting from one type to the same, very same type, such casts basically don't really, don't do anything. And they, they sort of propagate through the syntax. Like if you were trying to do that for a successor, like a successor of X, and you're casting this from type nat to type nat. Now, why would you do such a silly thing? Well, this can happen, of course, as you do substitutions of type variables. You could have something that doesn't look silly, that kind of degenerates this sort of trivial thing. And the type theory, you know, should help you deal with that. And so, 
um, those casts, like a cast of a suck X, is going to turn into suck of a cast of X. So casts kind of propagate down into terms, and eventually there are various space cases where they just disappear. Um, so this is a kind of another moving part of this type theory. Is there's there's these equality types. There's a cast operation, and my best hunch is that the cast is really for um, cases where we have some free some variables, so we don't actually know enough um, about the you know the cast the equation the equality type itself doesn't convert to anything useful, but we still want to be able to change a type of something. Um, so if I knew that x equaled y at a type variable big X, I'd still like to be able to change, um, you know, change an X into a Y. And if I have an index, if I'm indexing via type variable, my definition of, of the sort of semantics of equality types won't tell me what I'm supposed to do, but this cast will let you use such a proof. Um, anyway, okay. So that's uh, a little glimpse of some of the technicalities here. I'll probably talk about it just a little bit more. Um, as I said, the paper is pretty rich um, and builds on some pretty rich prior work. So yeah, uh, and after I'm done talking about this paper, I don't know, I'm going to talk about more stuff about extension on type theory, I think, because it's a pretty important topic. Okay, thanks for listening. And please do check out the show notes for this link to um, to join this Telegram group for discussion about you know, stuff for the podcast. All right. Hope you're well wherever you are. Thanks for listening.